and I'll, I'll get on my face and I'll say to God, you know that I don't know what I'm doing. And I really need you to show up. Welcome to The Ziggler Show, where we inspire your true performance. I'm your host, Kevin Miller, and in this show, we find out top comedian Michael Jr.'s daily habits of success. You can catch his main interview in the episode right before this one, 510, where he charged us to be the punchline. Really, really powerful message. Don't miss out on it. In this short interview, the habit that most stood out to me about Michael and has really stuck with me is his morning routine that includes, as he says, hitting his knees before his feet to say thanks and be grateful. I think about it literally uh, every morning since I interviewed him. And that's why we do these habits shows, folks. It's so that ideas like these, habits like these from the greats, like Michael, will resonate and stick with us and change our lives. Folks, you can connect with Michael at michaeljr.com. Well, now listen in. Here I bring you Michael. Okay, so folks, as we look at the Ziggler Wheel of Life, these seven spokes that he really led us, inspired us to to seek health and wellness in for that overall success, Uh, we just talked with Michael Jr., and we are going to talk with him now and hit on these areas. And just, Michael, look at the healthy habits that you do or don't do uh, daily, weekly, monthly Mm -hmm. in these areas. So number one, physical. What you got going there? Uh, physical, I look to, I have an app that I use where it's a 12 minute workout. It's actually, it started out at seven, but now I'm up to 12 and I look to hit that at least three times a, uh, three times a, a week, meaning it's, it's a really, really, really hard workout. Like it's nonstop. I know people listen like 12 minutes, really, that's what you do, but I take these 12 minutes and at the end of it, I'm completely drenched. Then I'm ready to move on because I can't be at the gym for nine months. Okay, it's just too long to be at the gym running in place. So that's what I do. Got it. So it's like, uh, like a like a hit training, like a high intensity interval training type thing. Sounds like it's very, very, very high intensity, extremely. Um, so yeah, it's like ten, it's like it's literally like uh, it's it's like forty five seconds of one exercise, and then no break. You go to the next one, and then no break. And you go to the next one. So it's four different exercises. So I'll do um, I'll do push ups. Then I'll do sit-ups, but in between, so first I'll do the, I'll do the push-ups, and then I'll run in place, and then I'll do some dumbbells, and then I hit these high steps really, really hard. So while I'm doing cardio, I'll then do um, some weights after that while I'm resting from the cardio, and now while my muscles are resting, I'll hit some more weights. So it's really, really high intense, and at the end of it, I'm done. But I feel great because I got it done, and I got it done quickly. So I real quick question on that, because obviously that helps you, you know, stay physically fit and, and well and able to, you know, button your pants and all that kind of good stuff. But as far as how does that help you with your mental clarity, writing new material or when you're on stage and having the energy that you need? Well, I think it's uh, I can't really measure the necessary necessarily energy, but one thing it does, it can do is it because I don't like exercising. I mean, let's just be real. It's, it's like when I think about it in advance, I'm like, really, this is what we about to do. <laughs> So I don't enjoy the exercising, but once I can get over that hump, it kind of sets the tone for the rest of the day, which, which is great because that's a bigger hump for me. 
because I got to exercise and I don't, I'm not out of shape. I'm not all swollen up and breathing hard. <laughs> like that's not me. So, I, so to do something that I know is good for me, even though I don't necessarily see the results physically, it's not like I'm, I'm trying to lose some weight. Uh, it's really a, a mental, uh, it's really a mental help for the rest of the day because, you know, I gotta, I gotta write comedy. I gotta write, um, messages. I gotta work with my team. There's a lot of stuff I gotta do. So if I put something that's a little more, uh, challenging up front, then the other challenges aren't as um, beautiful. Thank you. All right, next one then family. And I know you got five kids. You're married, so you got a lot going on there. What do you do to strengthen the health there? Uh, I try to listen, meaning I purposely take time out to just listen to them. And then I have this list. My wife doesn't even notice. This. I don't know if she's going to be listening to this, but I write questions for my wife, meaning men. Well, me, let me not say men. We don't really uh, listen very well, and we don't really uh, – I find that I don't listen very well. I like to put an eye on things. I suppose to say we because that makes it weaker, but right. an eye is more responsible. So I, um, I don't listen very well, and I know I don't listen well, so I'll try to set time out just to listen. And what I'll do is I'll write questions for my wife, questions about her childhood. What was your favorite – memory with you and your dad and i just sit there and listen and let her talk so um now i'm going to be implementing that even more with the kids but i just purposely set time out just to listen because i need to be a i need to be a better listener and if i'm always in the midst of running around and doing things it's hard so i actually schedule time just to listen now she doesn't notice it needs to seem a little more casual than that hey everybody gathers it's listening time for me right 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 I just purposely do it when she's uh, probably when she's not really expecting it. So man, that's, that's a big deal for me. And my kids come yeah. first. Yeah. My kids are so important. Like I just, I'll, I just really love spending time with my kids. My kids are, you know, they're to the point now. I have a seven year old. When I'll come through the door, she's running at me and hey, dad's home. My teenagers are like, uh, who is that? Okay, whatever. <laughs> so what I've done, and parents do this for sure if you can. You remember how your kids? used to run to the door where you came in. Absolutely. They would just run and just, yay. And then after a while, 11, 12 years old, they stopped running to the door. Yep. And then you felt a little bad. Yep. But what I've done is I've just flipped it. When my kids come through the door, I stand up and I briskly walk to the door. I give them a hug and I kiss them. And I just let them know that I'm glad that they're home. Mm. So uh, the same thing they did for me, I'm now doing it for them because I want them to feel that welcome and that love when they come to the door. All right. I'm, I'm taking over both of those. I'm going to adopt those. I'll give you credit. Uh, you can have royalties on that from my awesome. family. Love both of them. You're going to, you're going to hug your, you're going to hug your kids and be like, Michael Jr. Loves you. Uh, exactly. That's, that's what I'm going to do. You know, at least they feel it from somewhere. Uh, no, I love it. That's beautiful. Thank you so much. Uh, so, so next one mental so that, you know, what are you doing, uh, for that mental edge is refining and the sharpening of your own mind. Um, I do like to, I don't, I, I read books for sure. But one thing that I do that's probably a little different is, uh, and I don't know how much I, I just let stuff go. Meaning, I have a lot going on. We're touring. I'm doing movies and television. We got a lot of really cool comedy opportunities and all of this great stuff going on. But it's a lot. And I literally will take time out and do a prayer and say, hey, God, this is a little heavier than I think it should be. 
uh, it just feels heavy. And then what I'll do is I'll literally put my hands like on my shoulders and try to like scrape something. If you could imagine like I'm about to pick up a, a, a big item yeah. and I would lift it off of my shoulders and over to my head and up towards God. And I'd be like, can you take that? And then literally it feels lighter afterwards. That's, so I know that might be a little creepy for no, some man, people, that's, but that's literally what I'll do. That's powerful. That's uh, yeah, that's a big deal. Cool. I mean, we have so much focus these days on, on on stress and the effects of that, and then you know meditation. However, that takes form for you, whether it is prayer, mm-hmm. uh, which would be mine as well. But mm-hmm. uh, however, that takes to yeah, just to center yourself. And, and I hear you on that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so yeah, and I pray too. Like that's a default. Prayer is yeah. a default for me. That's a yeah, I don't know what I'm, yeah, I always, like, praying is like, a, like I can't even, like, what do you do otherwise? But in addition to that, I take stuff off my shoulder and be like, God, you said you said your burden was, was light and easy, so here you go. This must be yours, so. Well, so let's go right from there into spiritual. What are the, the, the habits, the disciplines, the routines that you have to, uh, to renew your mind daily, to, to, to strengthen mm-hmm. your spiritual self? Yeah, so I do have a, a routine that I do daily. It's called my morning routine because it happens in the morning. That's a good title. What I have written here is uh, I look at it pretty much every morning. First thing I do is when I hit the, uh, like I, I, I try to, I try to hit my knees before I hit my feet. Mm. Um, that's a big deal for, and just really say thanks. Not really praying, just being grateful. Really. Yeah. Uh, cause I don't like, I, you just, you just, I don't know what I don't know. So literally, I mean, it's not that bad. I don't have one of those big tall beds. Like some of the hotels have, which are weird. Sometimes I get a handicap room. Uh-huh. It's a little awkward when it's a light's not on. Um, cause the bed's so tall, but, uh, I, um, I literally, I, I try to do that every single morning and just say thank you. And that's like two minutes. Two minutes. Thank you. I don't know how much of it is me actually being sleepy, but, uh, it's not. And then I hit some water. I do like 20 ounces of water uh, after that and um, straight to the head. And then I'll do like three minutes of uh, of more thanking God, worshiping. And then and then I have this uh, journal sounds a little um, ladylike for some reason. So I have uh, some notes that I've written. Of course, yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, I'll actually, what I'll do, and this is so cool. This is so much fun. So whenever I take a random note that I feel like God is saying to me, I'll put a date on it and I'll put the note and I just have a running thing of notes in my, in my phone. Right. And then, uh, I go through my notes, not all every day cause there's too many notes, but once I get to one note at the top of it, at the date next to the date, I'll put two slash marks. And those two slash marks means I've already read that one. Right. So I have notes all the way from back in 2013. And and I'm right now I'm back. I'm all the way down. I've read all my notes all the way to probably start at 2012, but I have them all the way down to 2017, obviously, because I'm adding to the notes. Anytime I pray in the in the uh, in the morning, I feel like God says I'm already down. Well, right now I'm at like two July 2016. Because I'll, I'll make a slash and I'll stroll through and find out where I left off at the next morning or wherever I'm going to read my notes. And it is amazing how that note for that day lines up with what's going on right now. It blows me back. I mean, it's just, it just like it's right on time and I need to hear it again and it's refreshing. Or if it's, 
if it's not, it's like a heads up. Hey, don't forget this. It's just, it's so awesome. So that right there keeps me going and uh, praying and worshiping. That's significant. Oh, significant. Thank you. Um, so financial wellness, how do you address your finances? I mean, being a business guy, which I'll ask you about next, but just in that, a lot of times we have folks who, uh, you know, finances are not the funnest thing to happen, but we need wellness there. What do you, what do you do? Yeah, I, uh, I probably have to take a different approach than most people because I have a awkward disattachment to money, meaning like it's so un, meaning I'm not, and I've had this even when I didn't have any money meaning I would never really think about it. But so, so now as a result, I make sure I have the right people in place who are making sure all the numbers and everything is making sense from a business level. Like, so, cause I have employees and I have, but I make sure I have the right people in place. And also my wife is brilliant with numbers. So the decision that I've made is I don't really like, I want numbers to grow. I want my numbers to grow, but I don't want them to, to stipend, creativity because for me if you know there's there's a creative side and there's an administrative side so creatively i'm 97 percent and then administratively is the other two percent you see what i did there that that explains how unadministrative i am so so (laughs) so i bring someone else in to take care of the other two percent actually three percent i mean to 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 who are strong in that area so i really don't have to once in a while i'll look at the numbers my wife has it but it gives me peace knowing that someone that I love is taking care of those things and I can just run and be creative. Hey, I'm tracking with you there. You delegated, you sought wisdom and brought that in. So you'd have health in that Mm -hmm. area. Uh, Ah, yes. So, so career, I mean, you, you know, we're talking about the heart of things we have. We did that in the first show with you, but when we look at your career and your business, uh, again, I know you got people involved. Maybe that's the same answer, but to keep mm-hmm. it sharp, to keep you at the top of your game and keep your vocation striving and thriving, what habits you got in place there? Mm-hmm. Well, so I do comedy, a lot of comedy. Sometimes it'll be at churches or sometimes I'll be doing a weekend service. And one of the things I have to do to stay strong is I need to hit like comedy clubs or I need to be in places where things are are relevant to as a whole, cause I can't just do jokes that a certain genre of people would like. I want to reach the masses. So I have to constantly be, I'm just now to the point where I actually watch comedy and see what other comedians are doing. I used to never really watch other comedians, but now that I clearly have my own voice and I know what I want to do, I'm branching out and saying, okay, what are other people doing? How are people responding to it? And then is there anything I can learn from that? So I'm watching comedy and I look for opportunities to, like if I'm at a hotel doing, let's say I'm doing a concert event somewhere at a hotel or I'm at my hotel for the night. We just finished doing a big show. I noticed like this happened in Chicago that there was an open mic that same night in the hotel. So I get back, me and the whole, me and my crew get back from doing this big concert and then there's an open mic. So I'll literally go and do the open mic uh. and do all new material that I'm just trying out just because I want to try out that material and see if it's strong and see if it's ready and get as much stage time as I possibly can. So, and this, and and ideally for a group that doesn't look like my audience, or if I'm at a hotel and there's a banquet going on and it may be a banquet, like they had a knitting convention at one hotel. So I'll have, I'll seek out who is in charge of the knitting convention and ask if I can do comedy there because that's not my demographic at all, which just means it'll make me stronger because I have to, 
perform for a different demographic and it turns out we have a blast or sometimes we'll um and this is twofold uh, when we're in a city i'll stop at a homeless shelter or a prison or wherever we're at and we'll try to organize it so i can go there and do comedy as well because that's you know not only me uh being a punchline or giving to other people but it's also me uh honing my gift as well so i look for other stages to uh to hone the gift of of comedy and then uh boom that's uh i want to be the guy at the hotel that has that story to tell it was open mic night and you never believe who showed up <laughs> that's this that's, that's brilliant i love it Friends, Michael Jr. is just a joy to talk with. I hope you are greatly inspired as I am. We'll continue right after I bring you two great services just for Ziegler listeners. Grasshopper, if you're an entrepreneur, a small business owner, or even if you have a side gig, which is most of our audience here, let me introduce you to Grasshopper. It's the entrepreneur's phone system. Grasshopper lets you run your business from your cell phone while keeping your business and personal lives separate. Choose from a huge inventory of local toll-free or vanity toll-free numbers. You simply forward your new number to your mobile phone, start taking calls immediately. So whether you are in an office or in your car, Grasshopper's iPhone and Android apps help you stay connected to your customers. You can send and receive calls and texts from your business phone number, set up multiple extensions for everyone on your team, get your voicemails transcribed and emailed to you, Work from anywhere with call forwarding, make and receive calls from your computer via the desktop app, and even utilize Wi-Fi calling. Grasshopper offers an easy and instant setup and 24-7 customer support, all without any long-term contracts. So be professional, responsive, and efficient with Grasshopper. Get your business phone number today. Go to grasshopper.com slash Ziggler to get $20 off your first month. That's grasshopper.com slash Ziggler. And then Ziggler on demand. That's straight from us, folks. If you're listening to this podcast, it's safe to assume you've heard of Zig. Talk about Automobile University, and that's spending the time on the go to expand your mind, your education, your skill set. Seth Godin said he wore out Zig Ziggler tapes and refutes anything else as being nearly as important as that. How cool is that? If that's you and you value the teaching of Zig Ziglar, you need Ziglar On Demand. It's a membership site that allows you to instantly access Zig's life-changing programs on personal development, sales, family success. It includes the bestsellers like Secrets of Closing the Sales, Strategies for Success, Closes, 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 Raising Positive Kids, and more. So for less than the cost of a Netflix subscription, you can have access to resources that will absolutely change your life. So a special offer for a limited time, you can claim a free download of Zig's audio classic, Biscuits, Fleas, and Pump Handles. That's, folks, what became the best-selling book. See you at the top. Just visit ZigglerShow.com slash Z-O-D. All right? No purchase necessary or anything. ZigglerShow.com slash Z-O-D. Last one, personal. So I'm talking here. What are the investments that you make in Michael just for you to be the best, fullest Michael you can be? Well, this one right here is uh, is a little weird, but I think you'll get it. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm gonna say that this is gonna be weird for everybody. Probably here, here's right. one of my one of my secrets. I guess is uh, I don't know what I'm doing. Meaning, I really don't know what I'm doing. 
So when I lived in Los Angeles, I am, you know, in, in, in Los Angeles, they always, the, the producers and agents, and they always try to figure out a path for you mm-hmm. based off of what has happened before you. So they see me and they say, okay, you're funny. We know what to do with funny. They got a bunch of comedians I could point to for that. But then they say, but then they like, okay, and you're clean. Okay, okay, there's a couple paths we could take for that. But then you're African-American and you can perform at churches. Like there's no map. Yeah. Like they, there, there's no map. And you can speak at corporate events and you have a motivational message. Like they, there's, there's no, they don't know what to do with it. And so a lot of the stuff that I do is in house. And so I hired a team, a lot of my team in house, but here's the thing too. I don't know what I'm doing. Like literally I, I don't know what I'm doing, but what I do, and this is the part that gets a little creepy is, uh, I will go into my, it's not really a closet. It's a media room because the closet got closed in it. And, uh, I've never said this publicly before. I'm just going to tell y'all I'll go in there and I will cry out and I'll, I'll get on my face and I'll say to God, you know, that I don't know what I'm doing and I really need you to show up. And it won't, sometimes it's something specific or sometimes it's just in general that I don't know what I'm doing and I need you because God if he is a good father, and I truly believe he is, he can't not see one of his kids on their face crying out. Mm. So that's really what I do. Like, because none of this stuff is supposed to happen. Here's here's something I didn't mention. I graduated high school reading at a fourth grade level. There's no way I should be able to do this. Oh, and then for about two years... I lived at a uh, 1997 Lumina Drive. Okay. Lumina is a Chevy. Oh, uh, is a, is a yes. Chevy vehicle. Got it. It, it was a 19. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of the stuff that I'm doing, I, there's no way I should be, but it's because I'm just trusting God. All I'm just like God. Look, you know I don't know. So what do I do? And. And he just shows up. He'll give me an answer. He'll bring the right person randomly. Like, I feel really strong about the connection I made with you guys today. Like, it's like with this punchline system. I don't, I don't mind telling you, and you're listening. I don't know what I'm doing. I literally don't know. But I'm just going to trust and do the next thing. And I know he's going to send what I need. Uh, thank you, man. Thanks for sharing your heart. Thanks for giving us a, a behind the scenes. Uh, you've convicted me in a couple spots and this is the point of this segment to give people, uh, let them know you're human and let them know that you're striving like all of us. So Michael, again, thank you for your heart. Thanks for bringing us your, your art. Wow. You guys are awesome, man. I love, 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 love this interview. This is awesome. Uh, thank you, brother. Well, friends, all that Michael Jr. shared was just so convicting for me. I hope it was for you too as well. That line, on my knees before my feet, has just, again, stuck with me. I love it. Did you get some value here? And if you did, 
Will you leave a review in iTunes for us? It's the best way to support Ziggler. Coming up next in episode 512, we ask this question on Facebook. Is there a challenging area in your life where you're struggling to understand how you can change things for the better or would at least like some brainstorming around the issue? Well, the responses that we got were almost all around one issue, choosing and going after careers or businesses uh, that are more fitting and rewarding. So my co-host Michelle Prince and I just made this the focus. If you are not in a job that you absolutely love, if you're interested in going after self-employment, this show is power packed. Well, till then, thank you immensely for letting me walk with you as we inspire our true performance together.